Sup, guys? We're back with another episode of Girlmates Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. Yet again, we um, accidentally watched two things that related to each to each other. Um, both of them um, are kind of about an augmented reality. Um, we watched The Unicorn Store on Netflix, which was made by Brie Larson. And then we also watched uh, the first episode of The Twilight Zone by Jordan Peele. Um, and I was shocked that they related to each other so well. Yeah, they were perfect. It's also funny because even the themes were kind of like, um, kind of like what happens when you get what you think you really want. Yeah. And like following your dreams and stuff. So yeah, they true. really were like right in line with yeah. each other. So it was really cool. Yeah, it was fun. So that's just a little teaser, because mm-hmm. first we have to talk about um, our top three favorite TV pets, which also goes kind of hand in hand with both shows, I'm just realizing. Hey, yeah, I was thinking it only tied in with one, but it's both. Yeah. That's fun. So what was your number three TV pet? My number three TV pet is Wishbone mm. of Wishbone. <laughs> Good one. Um, obviously Wishbone, very educational. Like, that was where I feel like, um, I learned more about classic literature than even in, like, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Yeah, it was just, I really loved that show. Yeah, and I, I loved, loved Little watching, Dog. I loved coming home from school and watching that. Wishbone himself, like, has a lot of personality, which is really important in a TV pet. True. And I also like that, um... Well, typically in, like, movies about animals, I like it best when they their mouths don't move. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't try to CG their mouths moving. Mm-hmm. And I like, so I like that his is all, like, his thoughts. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I wonder if all the wishbones are available to watch somewhere. I know. I mean, I'm pretty sure they have full episodes on YouTube, but I would oh, like to probably. just stream them. Yeah. Because streaming on YouTube, while... Sometimes, like, new stuff is really high quality, mm-hmm. like Twilight Zone episode we watched. But old stuff is just, like, not blurry. Yeah. Um, my number two... Or three. three. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm going to go with Marcel the Monkey on Friends. That is a great <laughs> TV pet. <laughs> Mostly because it was just so random that I thought it was hilarious. I also was just recently thinking about this because I think, what is Joey's name in real life? Matt LeBlanc. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he was recently on a um, late night show or something, and he was talking about how Ross, aka, what's his real life name? David Schwimmer. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I keep Jordan around. (laughs) I could come up with these, but it would take me another five extra minutes. (laughs) Um, David Schwimmer apparently hated the monkey, so it was really funny that he had to spend the most time with the monkey. Yeah, and, like, act like he loved him. Uh Uh-huh. That's so funny. Um, so yeah, that's my number three. I love it. Thank you. My number two are, um, Daenerys' dragons on Game of Thrones. (gasps) I can't even believe I didn't even think about that. Wow. If that's your number three, what is your number one? Well, <laughs> it was actually kind of hard to rank them, but 
the dragons also i think because like i love the dragons would i really want like to be responsible for them i would want to be like dragon adjacent Mm -hmm. but it would be kind of freaky to be like they're my responsibility for when they accidentally burn up villages yeah and then yeah so I feel the same about the dragons as I do with all pets. I think it would be nice to have friends that have them, but not actually have to be in charge of them myself. <laughs> yeah, so you would, yeah, I totally get that. So I could take a ride, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Yeah, like, you want to be on their side in a battle. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. But to actually be the mother of dragons would be really scary. Yeah. I Especially, agree. like, when they start getting big and, like, she's even kind of scared of them. Yeah. Well, good answer. Thank you. Um, it feels really lame going to mine because mine is Palenka from Grillmore Girls. Oh, I forgot about Palenka. Yeah. I thought that I just loved that um they always referred to her as Palenka. <laughs> and that she had got to live with them. Yeah. Well and then they even breathed the real Palenka. Mm-hmm. That's On so the show. funny. Yeah, it's great. That's beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Okay. My number one, which as I was saying my number three, I realized my number one breaks my usual rule, Mm. but it's Salem from Sabrina. The original Salem. Why does that break your rule? Because his mouth moves. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) His mouth moves when he talks. But I think that it's so part of the humor that it's like kind of a clunky puppet. Yeah. And it's really funny. It is really funny. And everything he says is hilarious. Like, he's one of the rare pets that, like, kind of makes the show. Totally. He's so And that's funny. why it's so interesting that in the new Sabrina, they, um, Salem doesn't speak. Yeah. It's like, I, on the one hand, I like that it's so different in that way. Mm-hmm. But it's such a great part of the original show. I agree. And he's, like, so sarcastic and so funny. Mm-hmm. We could all use the Salem in our lives. Seriously. Well, it makes me wish that my dog, Lemon, could talk to me. Even though I know that she is just very crude (laughs) already. So it might be kind of scary, but then she could, like, actually tell me, like... What she wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm whining because I actually need to go outside. Yeah. That's, like, one of our biggest conflicts. So (laughs) that would be nice. Marriage counseling. Seriously. I mean, major couples therapy. Yeah. Um, well, that was one of my bonuses, so I'm glad you covered that. Oh, good. And by one of them, I mean my only. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my number one is not tech. It's a, it's a pet of a county. It's Lil Sebastian. That is in everyone's hearts in the show. He is their pet. Yeah, exactly. Ben is the only one, which technically it's funny because I feel like I am a Ben in that situation, (laughs) but I can get behind little Sebastian. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, you better watch Parks and Rec. It's one of the funniest parts of the show. Yeah. I love making little Sebastian references a lot. It's like the perfect analogy when you feel like you're going crazy because everyone likes something and you just like don't like the thing. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, it really is. Well, I know that we have some very exciting news to talk about. Yes. Um, Do we go with the biggest part for the biggest thing first? Well, Netflix announced that they are dropping a documentary 
called Homecoming, all about Beyonce's set at Coachella last year, which was like the one of the most iconic live music for sure of like our lifetime. Yeah, I was trying to remember. Did you stay up and watch it? No, because I didn't even know it was being streamed. Okay, strummed, <laughs> strummed. I don't. I was. Did you watch it? Did you find any of it like pirated or anything? Um, only like clips, mm, never okay. the whole thing. So I am extremely excited because I know that you were so diligent and stayed up and watched the whole thing last year. Yes, I watched the whole thing and it was the most amazing thing I've ever watched. And so I, I even tried to have like a viewing party the next week, but they weren't streaming it the next oh, week. Right. It was only the first week. That was such a heartbreak. So my other hesitation with this documentary is will they show the whole thing? Like, will they show the performance in full? Because if so, that's going to be, like, a four-hour documentary. But, like, how could you just show all the leading up to it and not the actual performance? Because the whole performance was good. So I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I know I'm scared, too. But, um... Even just a taste, I will be grateful. Yeah, it'll be but... good either way. Please... Give us the whole thing. Kind of like Taylor Swift's reputation tour. Yeah, exactly. And, like, if it's four hours, whatever. Yeah. Four hours of goodness. Yeah. Or, like, two episodes. Yeah. Like, break it into ends. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Um, I'm kind of tacking on to that because, um, I saw today that Childish Gambino's Guava Island film, which is featuring bad girl Riri, Rihanna is going to premiere at Coachella during the first weekend's live stream. Yay! So do we get to watch it on YouTube? I'm kind of confused. But that's what it sounded like to me. Yeah, because if it's the same live stream as last year, then it should be open to all, right? Yeah, but the live stream was just, like, of stages. Oh. But I don't know. I didn't read about it, so... But that's Mm. what the thing i read sounded like dang well that's the best thing yeah can't wait the only other two pieces of news that i had were just some renewals um uh the show that we watched a couple weeks ago the afterlife was renewed for a second season and um killing eve premiered yesterday and they already renewed it for a third season today which is great and exciting there's just never enough no, Eve. never too much. And it gives you hope that they'll still be around. No one will have died. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll find out. Such a twisty, turny show. You just never know. Yeah. Um, One other exciting news, piece of news, is that The Weeknd, SZA, and Travis Scott are releasing a Game of Thrones song. And that's pretty much all the info that we have. It was, um, there were rumors on um, Reddit about it and stuff but now um it will apparently feature in this last season of game of thrones so pretty exciting exciting. and wondering where it will fit in and what's the song going to be about a lot of questions seriously so i'm really excited about that but a good group of people Mm -hmm. what if they have like little cameos like so many of the musicians (laughs) do that would be very strange yeah that would be crazy but i would welcome it yeah okay well, let's talk about the Unicorn Store. Yeah. Um, so Unicorn Store is 
starring and was directed by Brie Larson. And um, basically it's about a girl who is in art school and she gets kicked out and she goes home to live with her parents for a while who are played by Joan Cusack and Bradley Whitford who are both so lovable and a great, great pair. Yeah. They were I was so happy to see that they were even in the movie. Mm-hmm. This movie actually has a lot of really fun cameos of like friends to see. Yeah, <laughs> and I fun. think it's worth watching just for that. Oh, totally. So, she goes back to live with her parents and she's just kind of in that very relatable, frustrated kind of feeling like you are a failure. And she um, gets a temp job, and but then she starts getting these notes telling her to go to this place called The Store, where a very eccentric man, played by Samuel L. Jackson, who um, tells her that he's going to start preparing her to have a unicorn. Like, her very own pet unicorn. Yep. And she... Another important thing about her character is that she's, like, very, um, like, obsessed with color and glitter and, as a kid, was obsessed with unicorns. And so it's, like, kind of the realization of, like, her whole childhood dream. And so then um, she makes some other friends along the way who are kind of, like, helping her prepare for this, unbeknownst to them. Mm-hmm. And the whole movie is... To me, it took it as, like, kind of reconciling, like, who you want to be inside and who, like, your childhood dreams, and then feeling okay if you fail, but still trying. Yeah. That's a good take from it. It was, um, it was a lot different than I thought it was going to be. Same. It was very goofy. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, it took me a really... Probably, like, half the movie to really get a um, a handle on, like, what her character was and, like, what she represented and, like, what we were supposed to think about her. It kind of took me a while. I agree with that. I... It did take me a long time for it to click. Well, I ended up liking it. Yeah, I did, too. I um, liked it, too. But I wasn't really sure if I liked it for a while. Mm-hmm. And, like, there were parts that I knew were, like, technically jokes, but I wasn't really laughing. Mm-hmm. But then, kind of by the end, I was, like, kind of cracking up. Yeah. It it just, it kind of drops you in the middle of all of it, so you're not really, um, it doesn't, like, ease you into it, into the character, or, like, make you develop feelings for the character. Like, the whole dropping, or, like, being kicked out of art school thing is very quick. Mm-hmm. And I even kind of didn't even realize that that was what it, what happened. Well, I feel like I didn't get that until some like her parents Mentioned said it, it to her. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I. It took me a while, but I, I thought it was really good and a fun watch. Even just for like the visuals and her style is really good. Mm-hmm. Every outfit she wears is like perfect. Well, and it's also like crosses the line of like it's crazy. Yeah, but she pulls it off, and it doesn't. It's funny because towards the beginning, there's a line where her mom is like, "You're just being weird to be weird," mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, "Is that how I feel? What this movie is doing? Like, are they just trying to be weird to be weird?" Mm-hmm. But then as it went on, I was like, "No, I actually 
get what they're trying to say. And I wouldn't say that I left the movie knowing exactly what they're trying to say and exactly what they everything like symbolized or anything like that. But I do feel like I found ways that I could personally relate to it and um, just kind of like that bridge, bridging that gap between being like your kid self and your adult self is something that I think about a lot. And so um, I really liked those aspects of it. And by the end, I was like really rooting for her character when at first I was kind of like, what Mm -hmm. is your deal? Yeah. But then it's also kind of like, it ends up, it doesn't really matter what someone's deal is, you know? Yeah. So, I liked it. And I think that might be kind of the point, too. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like afterwards, thinking about it, I was like, oh, you can actually kind of, like, um, draw a lot of different things from this. Where, again, at the beginning, I was like, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, it starts out feeling so specific and unrelatable. mm Mm-hmm. And then, even though she has this really weird specific dream, like, I could relate to it. Yeah. Um, I'm not really, like, a dreamer, but so it made me kind of have more compassion towards other people who are and, like, want to, like, support them and believe them and, like, help them, if that makes sense. Um, That is so interesting because I wouldn't... It's... I feel like that's... There's so many different forms of ambition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, I see you as a very ambitious person. But I'm a very, like, a matter of a fact. Like, yeah, you're very grounded. Is this right in front of me? And, like, is it tangible and real? Where, like, other people, it's like, oh, I want to, like, move to New York and do these things. And I'm not like that. And I wish I was a little bit more. But um, some people are like, oh, I want to do this and this and this. And, like, it seems like really far away and like hard and it's scary yeah and so I wish I was more like that but and I think that I find myself sometimes judging people who do do things like that where it's like you really are gonna do that (laughs) and so it made me want to um judge people less and kind of just support them even if I don't necessarily get it so that was my takeaway. I like that a lot. Thank you. I feel like that's kind of the way this movie is, where it's like different people are going to take different things from it. Yeah. And I also think, because the first half, I was just wasn't really connecting with it. And it felt like, you know, when you see specifically, I feel like this happens most with indie movies. Yep. Where you're just like, I know, like, I'm not even going to finish this because mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, like I was saying, just weird for the sake of being quirky mm-hmm. and and like offbeat. But I really am glad that we were watching this for this episode because, like, I had to stick with it. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that I did because I feel like I took a lot of interesting thoughts from it. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. I just feel like, because I felt like that almost watching Pen15, except this was, like, more reflective of my now. Mm-hmm. Whereas Pen15 was trying to kind of, for me, was, like, an experience where... I was, again, trying to, like, reconnect with my old middle school self who's mm-hmm. still inside me mm-hmm. because I'm still her. But this was, like, yeah, I am I still have these same things I love and passions, but, like, translating them to being an adult, too. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting. Yeah. Um. So that just goes to say that if you tried watching this and couldn't finish it, 
you should try again and stick to it. Yes. Because I think if I were just watching it for fun, I probably would have stopped watching halfway through. TBH. And luckily it's also really short. So even if you've been watching for like 45 minutes, I would just say stick it out because Mm -hmm. I am really curious what takeaways each person has. Yeah. And I... I was following Brie Larson on Instagram when she was making this, like, forever ago. So I've been waiting for it for a long time. So it was fun to finally have it and see what she made. Because it was her directorial debut. Mm -hmm. And it was pre-Captain Marvel, so she's been blowing up right now. So Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see what people who only know her as Captain Marvel. Because she's, like, an indie girl. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to be like, what? It's weird for me to see her as Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Because she's so normally not so mainstream. No. Like, Broom was an indie movie. Yeah. I feel like her biggest budget film before that was maybe, like, Scott Pilgrim. And, and what still... was the Disney Channel original that she was in? Um, um, Right on Track. Oh, okay. That was the Disney movie she was in. Yeah. I never would have pulled that out. Yeah. I got stumped for once. By actual IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, Samuel L. Jackson is really funny in it. Yeah, he's really great. Yeah, he was awesome. I liked seeing him funny like that. Yeah, plus I love that he and Brie are besties now. Yeah, it's cute. So yeah, I recommend it. Yeah, I do too. It was a good, heartwarming watch. Yeah. It's nice and short. It's not, like, a huge time commitment, so highly recommend. Okay, on to our next item of business, The Twilight Zone. So, we only watched the first episode because, lucky for all of us, it's free on YouTube. So, you can stream the first episode on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, because... Or else you can only stream it on CBS All Access. And I was looking into it to see if I could, like, log in with a cable login. You can't. You literally have to pay the... It's, like, $5.99 a month, I think. Oh, really? So it's pretty cheap. But for... I only know of one show right now that they have on it. I know they have... um... I never watched The Good Wife, but they have that spinoff with Christine Baronski, oh. The Good Fight, oh. which I hear people mm-hmm. like, but yeah. I've never watched it. Me neither. So there's two. <laughs> two. So I think our plan is to wait until all this season, all the episodes are up, um, and then you can do a free week trial through your Amazon account, or maybe through the regular website. I'm actually not sure about that. But through Amazon, you can do a free week trial of a CBS All Access subscription. And then we'll binge all of it and report back on all the episodes. Mm -hmm. But we couldn't not watch this first episode. Yeah, no way. And you also should not miss it because it was so good. Yeah, it was very good. Do you want to give your brief overview of this one? I would love to. So this one is starring, it's called The Comedian, and it's starring Kamel Nanjiani, who I realized, like, I really missed him. Yeah. He's such a funny, interesting actor. Mm-hmm. Um, so he plays, like, kind of an, he's trying to make it in comedy, and he's pretty much failed for, like, ten years. He's never really hit it big like he wants to. And then 
one night after one of his sets, he meets, um, like, kind of a legendary comic who's played by Tracy Morgan, who was really good. Yeah, he was really good. I, I really was, like, him. surprised at how good he was because I feel like so much I just see him basically being Tracy Jordan. Mm-hmm. But he was way good. And um, he meets him and he kind of gives him this cryptic um, tip to, like be personal with his act but Mm -hmm. then like kind of this warning and um so he takes his advice and strange things start happening basically and he kind of then has to kind of has to make this decision of like is it worth it basically Mm -hmm. to get what he's dreamed of but at what cost dun 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 Plus, it was fun because I loved when they peeled away, peeled away to Jordan Peele. To Jordan Peele. Yeah, I agree. I love that too. And um, yeah, it was really fun to see him doing the old Rod Serling narration, and then um, the old credits of the Twilight Zone. It was so fun. It also mm-hmm. made me realize how much I miss the OG Tower of Terror at Disneyland. Same. Me too. But it was really good, and it was like. Just so twisty, and it felt like it could have been an episode of the old Twilight Zone, which is so cool. Yeah. Because it's just, like, kind of that, those, like, kind of spooky philosophical questions. Mm-hmm. And I've like, actually never watched an episode of the old Twilight Zone. Oh, really? I've only, I mean, I haven't seen very many. Um, I've probably seen, like, ten or less, and there's, like, a ton. Mm-hmm. Were they also kind of anthology episodes, or yeah. was it... Okay. Every single one is a new cast, new characters. They're all cool. one-offs. And, yeah, they're really good. Can I tell you about one of my favorite ones? Sure. So, um, this lady wakes up in the hospital, and um, she has, like, her face is all bandaged, and they keep talking about how, like, oh, like, she looks so hideous now, and all this stuff. And then I can't remember all the, like, little nitty-gritty things, Mm -hmm. but they take off her bandages and she's, like, stunningly beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then later you see all the doctors and they're, like, aliens, like, creepy deformed faces and they're, like, you're hideous, like, all this (laughs) stuff. And it's, like, what is real beauty? (laughs) And I was, like, whoa, (laughs) true. It's crazy. But that wasn't really one of the scary ones. I've seen some other ones and like read about really creepy ones Mm -hmm. and i'm like that is so crazy that this was like mainstream in the 60s yeah it is crazy very dark so and i i was actually kind of surprised because since it's jordan peele i was thinking it would be way scarier Mm -hmm. but um i feel like future ones will be even creepier than this one judging from the promos yeah like it looks like there will be some that are more like gory and um deal with more intense situations mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm very excited because it looks like there's going to be a ton of our favorite people so many of our close personal friends there was ike Barinholtz for one our number two guy mm-hmm. after john early <laughs> he'll always be our number one mm-hmm. um adam scott adam scott seth rogan mm-hmm. um so, oh, I feel really bad. I don't remember if her name is pronounced, like, Sana or Sane Lathan. Mm-hmm. She's so good. Um, um, I think there, I think I spotted, tell me if I'm wrong, um, Saucy Beats. I didn't catch her, but I will die I'm happiness. I'm pretty sure I saw her, but I could be wrong. 
I feel like I've seen something about her being in it. Yeah, she is. Yes. I just checked on real IMDb. There you go. I got excited because I thought I saw someone who looked like Betty Gilpin for a second, but I don't oh. think it was her. <laughs> Dang it. But she would be really good in it. Tip for you, Jordan Peele. From one Jordan to another. But yeah, it's also fun because so many people in the cast are comedians. And I like seeing comedians in, like, tense, um, dramatic roles. Mm -hmm. Because it's fun to see them do something different. And it makes, like, there were some promos that were, like, Ike being, like, really violent. And it was pretty crazy. Because then it's, like, kind of adds to the shock factor. But it also helps bring, like, some dark comedy to scary situations. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah, and it was fun because um, Kumal was playing a comedian, and he is a comedian, mm-hmm. but it still fe- he still felt different than, like, him in real life. Oh, totally. Which and I it, thought was good. Yeah, and it's, I feel like Kumail, like, we do know so much about his real life and his real persona, kind of, because, mm-hmm. like, obviously the big sick, big sick is autobiographical, and he's really active on Twitter, mm-hmm. so I feel like we have a good look into his like day-to-day personality Mm -hmm. and so it did but it did still feel like such a distinct character yeah it was cool yeah i enjoyed it more than i thought i would i mean i knew i would love it but i was like oh i want to watch all of them now totally well for me i was like oh i need to i need to stop my game of thrones rewatch because it's all i think about now Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I've got to watch this Twilight Zone episode. And I was like, oh, actually, yeah, I want to watch more. Mm-hmm. Especially with those promos, all the other episodes look so good. Yeah. So I think it's worth even if you have to pay for a month of CBS All Access, worth it. Yeah, especially because I didn't realize it was only five ninety nine. Yeah, I think that's how much it was. That's cool. So yeah. First episode's on YouTube. The second episode is available too, but you have to be logged in on your CBS All Access. Yeah, and so they're dropping them one a week? Yeah, I think so, until... I think the last one is on May 31st, is what IMDb says. There's ten episodes. Cool. May 30th. Um... Okay. Well, who is your crush of the week? It's actually kind of a hard one. Yeah, I struggled too. Um, Mine's kind of a cop-out. Cop-out? Mm-hmm. Cop-out how? Because I think technically I've already chosen this person, but I'm, I have a little bit of a way around it. Okay, you go first, then. Um, Kit Harrington was on SNL. Oh, that's totally valid. Thank you. Um, because I think I chose Jon Snow previously. Yeah, well, that was and the I thing that we both that... chose Jon Snow, so we're, <laughs> yeah, we true. break our own rules all the time. And I can't promise it won't come again in the next few weeks. Well, I feel like we never actually set rules anyway. That's true. It would be one we thing didn't. if you picked Jon Snow every week. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of doing that. <laughs> well, you know, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. The heart wants what it wants. Exactly. But Kit hosted SNL, and unfortunately, he shaved his face. But he yeah. still looked like a cute little baby that He's, I well, he even said, still wanted to date. The pre- he even said he described himself as the prepubescent Jon Snow or something mm-hmm. like that. 
He was so goofy and funny. Yeah, it was it was so fun to see like his real personality kind of shine through. Mm-hmm. And well, because John is so serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to be. Yeah. So, but I've only really seen him in that, so it's kind of hard for me to imagine him being so goofy. Mm-hmm. And so, wow, it really warmed my heart. And at the very end, he was wearing like this really, really great sweater, and oh. his wife was there. And he, like, kissed her while she was, like, talking slash laughing, and it was really cute. Did you make a gif of it yet? No, I didn't, but I should. Yeah. But I did change my Twitter header photo to one of his SNL promo photos. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I thought it would take a lot for me to change it out because I had a really great photo of Jamie Lannister. And I don't know why I said that so weird. (laughs) (laughs) We're obsessed with So we might just start a new podcast called Thrones Meets Girls. <laughs> Girls Meet Thrones. Girls Meet Thrones. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I just feel like we have to be loyal to our Thrones boyfriends. Yeah. You know? They're just really pre- ever present in our lives right now. Seriously. I was going back. I um was looking for, uh, surprisingly, um... Joe Dempsey, who plays Gendry, is not my official boyfriend this week. But did you ever hear about his tweet? Because he was not in season... I think it must have been five or six. Mm-hmm. And he just tweeted, still rowing, because <laughs> the last time you see him, the one guy's telling him to just, like, keep rowing, boy, or something. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it was I hilarious. Like so I was looking for it. Um, Yeah, it was really funny. So, long story short, I was stalking him for, like, a really long time yesterday. Not surprising. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so my crush this week is Kamel. Okay. I purposefully didn't choose him because I was hoping you would. Well, I had kind of a backup just in case. Okay. So, I, it, this will work out perfectly. Okay, great. Because I also did think that the guy in Unicorn Store was super cute. That is true. And we were shocked to learn that he's 31. Yeah. We didn't know if his character was supposed to be, like... A teenage teen boy. Yeah, because he he will seem kind of young. He's also in the Get Down. Is that what it's called? Yes, he plays Grandmaster Flash in the Get Down. Um, and he's great in that. Yeah, the Get Down was good. Kind of sad it got canceled. Yeah, I should watch it. Um, but yeah, Kumal looked really good. Yeah, he looked great. Even with um, I've seen his pictures of how he's in that movie with Issa Rae, and he has a beard, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. beard, mm-hmm. good beard. But he didn't even have a beard, and he looked really good. Mm-hmm. He looked great. His clothes are great. He's just so charming. You know who else I could have chosen? Jordan Peele looked really hot. I was actually... I had... So I had two wow. backups in case we you said Kamel. We were complaining, thinking that there weren't a lot to choose from, but we actually had a plethora. Well, I actually think that it was almost like there were too many, but that I liked all equally. Yeah. Which is hard. That's true. Especially when I'm also... Just thinking about all my Game of Thrones faves at the same time. Like, yeah. they're all so fun and they all love each other so much and they're, like, just so attractive. So, yeah, I guess it was just kind of a boy-crazy week. Yeah. But in but Camille gets my official top spot. And Kit gets yours. Perfect. I'm fine with that. Yeah, it sounds just like a great double date. <laughs> and um, we might have to do, like, weekly updates on Game of Thrones episodes. It's going to be hard not to talk about it once it starts next Sunday. Yeah, this I, Sunday. Think, I think that we should. But 
We'll discuss that. Yeah, I mean, but we don't just wanna... warning you, don't be surprised if we do do that. <laughs> I think we should have, like, a temporary segment. Okay, great. Um, It is going to seriously be Throne City, because everyone at work is obsessed with it, too. We work at the same place. <laughs> We're going to start having, like, Monday morning breakfast discussion groups. <laughs> so... We're very excited. We're going to be truly immersed. So hop on board with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get on the throne train. Or just get on the throne. (laughs) Bend the knee. (laughs) Okay. Well, until next week. Bye. Bye.